traveling through another dimension, a dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. That's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop, Dark Territory. Bordering in Wonderland, the Twilight Zone review. Sideways, left and right. Left and right. He glances left and right. What do you think my head is on? A swivel? Listen, sigh. When a cowboy walks into a bar, he walks straight to the other end of the room. Then he takes his drink and he looks at that. Then he looks straight ahead. Doesn't look left and right. All right, Rance. We'll shoot it your way, any way you want. Now can we begin? In a minute, in a minute, my stomach is killing me. These scenes, these miserable emotional scenes. All right, laddies, let's get this one this time. This is scene 71. It's a cover shot of Rance entering the saloon. Now, let's get with it, fellas. Please, we're way behind. Second team out. The star is here. Some 100 odd years ago, a motley collection of tough mustaches galloped across the West and left behind a raft of legends and leisure domains. And it seems a reasonable conjecture that if there are any television sets up in cowboy heaven, and any one of these rough and woolly nail eaters could see with what careless abandon their names and exploits are being bandied about, they're very likely turning over in their graves, or worse, getting out of them. Which gives you a clue as to the proceedings that'll begin in just a moment, when one Mr. Rance McGrew, a 3,000 buck a week phony baloney, discovers that this week's current edition of Make Believe is being shot on location. And that location, is the Twilight Zone. Hello, citizens. I'm Phoenix Phony Baloney West. <laughs> I'm Frank uh, Clementine Link. Squeeze, squeeze. Or bang, oh, bang. Oh, Frank. <laughs> yeah, we got, we got fucked today. I mean, spin, spin, crash. <laughs> oh, another window or mirror. <laughs> oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah. the uh, The production for this this TV show that they're making is just blown out of proportion because all was all the mirrors he's breaking. And what is what does Rod really think of actors? Jesus, I love the fact that he's he's saying this surrounded by his own actors. I know. I thought, I'm like phony, so he's calling the actors phony balonies. Okay. Well, uh, you see a solitary tear go down <laughs> the actor's face. <laughs> Why? Why is he so mean? Stunt devil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, today's episode ninety-four, uh, showdown with Rance McGrew, season three, episode twenty of the Twilight Zone. Can you hear my enthusiasm? My enthusiasm. Frank's pulled out a book. What are we doing with the book? It's it's a uh, you know it's the Twilight Zone companion. So it's, you know, it's just there. It's making a feature. It's not. It's not going to talk. Mark, Mark Scott Zachary. Zachary. Yeah. Um, would you like to hear what he uh, has to say? Do we want to do this now, or yeah, let's do it first. Let's go ahead and do it first. Then we can break down. Hopefully, he says something positive so we can make fun of him. I doubt he does. He's actually pretty on point most of the time. <clears throat> okay. Temperamental TV cowboy star McGrew 
is about to film a scene in which Chessy James, quotes, shoots him in the back when he abruptly finds himself in a genuine old West saloon. The real, I guess, Chessy James, enters and explains that he and the other famous desperados are dismayed at how they are portrayed on McGrew's show. He challenges McGrew, who's never shot a gun in his life, to a showdown. McGrew tries to run away, but Jesse corners him and draws. McGrew fails, falls to his knees, saying he'll do anything if Jesse will spare him. Jesse accepts McGrew's return to the set, but then McGrew's agent, Jesse himself, arrives. Oh, wait, he's just doing the whole fucking synopsis. Yeah, he is. Sorry he's, about that. He's doing our job. Yeah, I know. Come on. Uh, this is what's. well, I can tell you what Sterling had to say. Okay. Uh, Fred Fox had an interesting notation, which was quite serious, about a modern-day cowpoke, not a television star who found himself living in the past. It had no sense of humor in it. It was a straightforward piece, but it struck me that it would be a terribly interesting concept to have a guy who plays the role of a Hollywood cowboy suddenly thrust into the... Maelstrom Maelstrom Into the maelstrom of reality Of course he'd use that word I don't know what that means In which he has to do all the These acts of prowess Against real people And it just occurred to me My god Or I, I wish I could do a Rod Sterling accent Or just voice But I can't And it occurred to me My god What What Happen if no, I suck. If Rance McGrews, oh, that was you trying to do that. Yeah, that oh, was you're having a stroke. Yeah, I was trying to do Rod. God, uh, he well, he always, you know, he kind of talks through his teeth. <laughs> you know, um, okay. My God, what would happen if Rance McGrew of her time had to face this? I used to think about John Wayne all the time, who had. Fought most of our major wars. All right, this is boring. I know. It's long. <laughs> Good God. Yeah, I know. Uh, Fucking uh, Rod just talks, talks, talks. An intriguing concept, but... Oh, here it goes. Here's Zickery's uh, uh, take. It's a lot shorter than fucking Rod's. <clears throat> I mean, the great man, Rod. An intriguing concept, but showdown with Rance McGrew fails to come off. Specifically because the real... Old West presented in the episode is every bit as TV phony as the bogus Old West in the episode. The yeah, sets are true. identical and the look is the same. The real, quotes, Jesse James is no closer to historical reality than the phony one. It had it been done correctly with the historical reality than the phony one. Uh, the Old West presented it was it really was uh, the show I cannot read I just read the same sentence over I always have a problem with that like finding out okay I'm sorry <laughs> see I told you I'm a shitty reader I wasn't joking uh, is there anything else how much is left two sentences okay uh, yeah, um, the show probably would have been quite entertaining, and it might have helped to define or deflate a few myths. As it is, though, this show, it just is just dated, 
tedious and silly. And so, yeah, the the best part about that is it's it's completely true. It's it's supposed to be Hollywood actor is pretending to be a cowboy. You know, he's a soft Nancy boy. He's uh, what was the word? Phony baloney. Uh, and then when Jesse James, the real Jesse James comes in, introduces himself as the real Jesse James. And then it's just as fake looking. They didn't go grittier. They didn't do anything different. It looks the exact same. They go outside and nobody's around. <laughs> there's fucking nothing in sight. <laughs> the only thing that changes is there's a ceiling now. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and some horses are gone from outside. That's it. And oh, the car is gone with that horrible... Yeah. Big the, long horn the horns. Thing. Yeah, you got the long horns. So if when you're a phony baloney slash you know actor, and or actor, yeah. that that is high class right there. It's all part of his image. Yeah. There's a couple things I liked about this. Um, <clears throat> one of them is it avoids a cliche that I hate in movies when they do this with the the trick intro where you're watching them and then. All of a sudden, you realize they're doing a, they're shooting a scene. It's not really happening. They're shooting a scene. This is how this one starts. You think it's going to start off, but instead, it really it's the actors outside waiting for the other actor. I like that they didn't go the traditional route there, because it always bugs the shit out of me in movies when they do that. Because they always do like these elaborate scenes with like special effects and all this sort of stuff, and it goes crazy. And I'm like, you just did like 25 different setups in one shot. Nobody fucking does that. It drives me nuts. Like that takes you shoot one one shot at a time. You don't do it all at once. Yeah, he's like, it's like shot seventy one. I'm like, how the fuck did you get to seventy one already? That must have took forever. <laughs> Does it? Those are seventy. I assume they're not going in order, but <laughs> did they do seventy scenes without him? I uh, I I don't know. I mean, I mean, uh, he can't be in every scene, right? Or, or they're doing every single pickup shot and uh, just insert shot and every extra. The, maybe the B squad did a whole bunch of like like stock footage stuff. I don't yeah, know. he was like, "Yeah, B team, get out of here!" Like what? And a TV show was seventy. Eventually, he says, "Scene ninety one." I'm like, "This is a TV show. If you have ninety scenes in your TV show, you are fucking up." Yeah, I mean, and do you do you shoot? shit in order yourself personally like how how do you shoot tv shows yourself personally now uh, you, you go by location you tr- you try to go like the one i'm planning right now the tv show i'm planning it's a uh, we're i'm planning locations so all the scenes here are going to go here we're going to do that this day and we do it in order of you know throughout the series throughout the the season but you kind of you don't go in order. That would be horribly inconvenient, especially when you have all the same actors going to the same spot later on. Like right, it wouldn't make sense to you know reassemble. So you, it's mostly location, depending on your budget. If you have a bigger budget, you kind of you can kind of fiddle with that. But so, most times, so like say you're doing like nine episodes in a season. Let's just say I'm just throwing nine out there. We're doing eight. Yeah. Okay. So okay, eight. So uh, location. So will you shoot? all eight episodes at the location and move on to the next location and then go back yeah. and forth. Okay. I got you. Yeah. That's what, that's what we're doing. Makes sense. Um, yeah. It's just get it out of the way. And then, uh, and then, uh, after that, it's kind of, if you have one actor who's only in scenes by himself, you'll just shoot those and kind of float around with them. So you don't have to keep calling them back, but right. Yeah. 
Gotcha. Makes You're kind of trying to find the, the best uh, mix of location and the actors that are in it. And location is always the first one. Do they deal with that with movies? I wonder what the, do they deal with movies too. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, when when you're hampered by location or like you know, uh, you know, you know, I was watching it the, the other day, uh, a uh, a a uh, a interview uh, the Navy did with with uh, Tom Cruise and Goose <laughs> Anthony Edwards, I think his name is. And, okay. And um, the Ice Man, Kilmer. No, he wasn't in the interview. Oh. Uh, I forget who the third guy was. And then it was, you know, the director, uh, Tony, Tony Scott. Tony Scott, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, dude, Tom Cruise was one cocky son of a bitch. Was? <laughs> well, now he's just a lunatic. I mean. Yeah. But back then he was just a, he, yeah, he was just like a cocky son of a bitch. Like. Yeah. That's why all of his characters were cocky sons of bitches. Uh, I, was he a minor, minority report? Yeah, yeah, he was a dick, wasn't he? Oh, that was 10 years, 15 years later. Well, Colin, fair, Colin Farrell was even worse. Yeah, I'm just I'm talking about that era of him. Is this Was that a recent interview? Was that a, no, no, no. This, this was like they were on the Enterprise. Yeah, and, and, and that's what I meant. That yeah. era, Tom Cruise, oh, all dude, his characters is, are... It's, it's 80s as 80s gets. Look, <laughs> this little inner, this little microphone about this big. It's all silver, <laughs> and it's like the Navy journalist doing the. Oh, it was so bad. It's so bad, but so good. <laughs> I love Tom. I mean, not Tom Cruise, but I love Top Gun. Always have, always will. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of it, but that's all right. You like, you like your your what are they called? Do 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 do's. Do you like your uh, you, you like your sub your submarines? Just kind of a not a submarine, obviously, but you, well, you, it's you like a space. submarine, but in the air, you know. Oh, I was talking about the uh, like the, the ship that carries them. That that well, no, no. well, yeah, I mean, submarines float on top of the water a lot of yeah. times. Yeah, you, you get your two fixes there. Yeah, we should probably talk about this episode, right? Oh yeah, I right. I don't want to like extend this episode and draw out our misery because I know we what we have coming up here is kick the can. And I want to kick the shit out of it. Uh, so let's just get this fucking over with. All right. Um, so uh, this is what I, um, mm, uh, let's see. Uh, er, uh, mm, yeah, this one. There we go. They call me Jesse James. The real Jesse James. Not that side of pork that's been play acting me. Cut. Cut. Should we cut? Pete's sake, somebody, let's cut. <laughs> Help. Cut. <laughs> you know cut it out. <laughs> you know what I had fun with imagining in the, in the intro when he shows up in his Cadillac was I was pretending the actual actor, not the actor in the show, in the episode, the actor that plays Rance McGrew in real life was late to the Twilight Zone taping to a cowboy episode. And then they just went with it and they created this episode around him. I mean, that, that goes to a whole nother level, dude. Yes. That's what, that's the only way I could have fun with this one. It's, it's, it's all I had. And I was kind of picturing them like, let's fuck with him. And then it's like, he's like, wait, what? 
Cut, cut. <laughs> like, Help. What, are we, what are we doing? He's going to improv it around him. Like, dude, it was so, it was so slapsticky. Like with the, he was, yeah. with, with the whiskey and then he drinks glass. And spits it out slowly. Dude, he dug around his mouth. I'm like, he, yeah. he would have sliced his mouth open like uh, 180 degrees from top to bottom if he did, if he actually dug it out of his fucking gums like that. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I have, I have a question. In, in black and white film, why does it matter if you have ginger ale or cola in the bottle? It's through like this dark ass glass. Why is it going to matter on film what it fucking looks like? It's in a, you can't see it. What the fuck? I thought the same exact thing. Like, the bottle is dark as shit. What's the matter? I don't know. I had a real fucking issue with a couple of things in this episode. One of them, first of all, the being the main premise, being that Rod says in his intro that you played, it's talking about the up there in heaven, and oh, they're up there in heaven, and I'm like, fucking cowboy heaven is full of, like, murderous cowboys, and, like, Jesse James is in heaven, and these guys are... <laughs> And then Jesse James comes down later. Is like we're up there watching. I'm like, what the fuck? Why are you in heaven? What kind of heaven is this? I know. How did you make it? <laughs> yeah. What is the criteria? There's no way Billy the Kid made it. <laughs> yeah. That dude was a murdering psychopath. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my dear God. Like he he murdered thousands of people, but right before he died, you know, he found the salvation. So he went up there. <laughs> like, well, okay, guys, that's all you got to do is repent, and thou yeah. shall be saved damn right that's right frank uh but did, did you also th- think sorry i didn't mean to cut you off no, no, when when uh rance mcgrew who who's playing a character rance mcgrew is the actor playing a character in an old west show named rance mcgrew part of his contract was he gets to be named the same fucking thing apparently that's th- a that's thing. a thing uh, <laughs> he asked for his gun and then the the assistant guy goes over and grabs a gun off a woman's ass, and I thought he flat out grabbed her ass. She's like, "Whoa!" And he's like, "Cause she's sitting on the the prop gun." Oh yeah, yeah. And then and he does like, the yeah. spin, spin, then, in the mirror yeah, breaks. And then they have like a bet going on. Uh, yeah, I like that. The character gives the uh, first AD uh, you know, a wad of bills. <laughs> I, I was what was the bet? Um, this asshole's going to break the mirror again. <laughs> I think it was not that specific. I think it was he's gonna fuck it up. We're gonna get delayed somehow, many, some way. Yeah, how many mirrors do they have sitting in the back? This must happen a lot because they tw- tw- twice in the same day they just got a replacement mirror, and they didn't seem like it was it was that much later. Well, it seems to happen a lot, so I guess they bought bulk this time. <laughs> yeah. Instead of bulk, what I'm doing is going out and get a, a nice sheet of plexiglass and setting it in front of the mirror. So you can't see it, and it can't break. Or you don't get glass anymore. We're giving you plastic. <laughs> yeah. There's no more mirror in this bar. I'll have an actor say that in the shot. I don't remember bar, uh, saloons having mirrors back then. I don't remember the Old West days. I'm sorry. I mean, I went to Tombstone once. No mirrors anywhere that I saw. I think it's more of a Hollywood, you know, how they perceive it. Because there, there always is one though in movies. That's true. Yeah, it's one of those, it's one of those things. Um, let's right. see. So, so just I sent you a picture. Where? Uh, earlier today. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Jesse James comes in, and we see like we're watching the kind of the crew in the shot, 
But we see the director and the script supervisor standing there. And the fucking camera is right behind the script supervisor. That's just going to be a shot of like the sides of their heads. And then maybe in the left corner, they'll see a little bit of Jesse James coming in the door. This is a, a, a terrible production. This is just failing left and right. This is fucking terrible. Did you get that picture I sent you? Uh, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, you see what I mean? The, the camera right there, and then she's just right in front of it, and the director's right there. Why would you set up your shot that way? I, I Yeah, it's just like like it would be taking a picture of her hair, the hat. I mean, they're all in it. Like, I don't And I guess Jesse James has to be dressed in black because he's the bad guy? Yeah, absolutely. They're that simple. And I was like, maybe that's not the camera. And then they do a reverse shot, and then we see that is a camera. It's a camera filming a camera that's filming. Yes. This, this episode is so all over the fuck place. It's just, it's just boring. It's just boring. Nothing happens in this episode. It, At all. Fucking Jesse, Jesse James comes in. is like, you're a fucking puss. Here, here do this. And Marsh, then, marshmallow. <laughs> yeah. He's like, a, you kind of look like a marshmallow. Come on, Marshall. I'm like, ah, he's a Marshall mellow. <laughs> oh, uh, I get it. Marshall, marshmallow. Oh. <laughs> Again, I had to strive to get any entertainment out of this episode. But he makes him take a drink. And then he breaks the bottle like he did in real life, but it's not a stunt bottle anymore or, you know, a prop bottle. So it doesn't break right, so it just shatters completely. Well. And then he, what? It's still a prop bottle, really. But I'm saying it breaks differently. It's not preset with uh, the hard on the bottom, so right. it doesn't just do the jagged thing. Well, don't pro- don't, don't glass uh, prop bottles in Hollywood. Like, isn't, like, a real, like... Isn't it like sugar glass or something? Like a form? Yeah, so when he was digging around for that piece of glass, it wasn't really glass. So he wanted to cut himself. But, but in the reality of the, mo- of the TV show they're doing, it would have been cutting his fucking mouth up. I don't know how they're going to cut around that because he has dialogue during that. So good fucking luck with that, editor. Poor, <laughs> poor editor. Good God. <laughs> um, and they're not doing coverage at all. They're just getting the, just getting the wide. We're getting our wide and then moving the fuck on. Good luck editing that shit. Good God. I feel so bad for that editor. Well, it's in black and white and all. They can get <laughs> away with it's a lot. It's an edit. <laughs> just, cut, just cut to an exterior shot. I have nothing else. <laughs> they better be getting insert shots so that editor has something else to go to, like the, the broken glass on the countertop, and just throw some audio over it. Great way to cover up editing. This editor is going to have to have some of that, but it appears nobody's doing that, from what I can tell. Are you a Western fan? Um, I'm a fan of uh, Sergio Leone Westerns, like this, you know, the uh, Once Upon a Time. Uh, okay. It's one of my favorite movies, Good and Bad and the Ugly, that sort of stuff. Most Westerns, not really. Yeah, like I like Tombstone, but I didn't like Wyatt Earp. It was too long and too boring. It's a... Uh, Okay, I like Deadwood. I was a fan of Deadwood. Um, I was I was a little bit sad when they canceled it. Never really got around to watch that show. I watched a couple episodes, but I don't know. Well, I'm a huge ca- Timothy Olyphant fan, so yeah. I found out they canceled it. I didn't start watching it until after I found out they canceled it. So I was like, eh, why bother? Like I wanted to watch it, but I was like, eh, no need to anymore. I, was, I mean, they. 
they canceled it in season eight. Like, of what? Deadwood? Yeah. Yeah, three seasons. Was it three? Yeah. Well, I remember I bought the DVD or the Blu-ray. I was buying Blu-rays of it of the season. So I maybe I'm screwed because it was a lot of discs, man. Yeah, it didn't last long. It just like it seemed like right when it was hitting its stride, they canceled it. And then uh, I was listening to an interview with um, what's his fucking name? Um, drawing a blank. Uh, which which bar owner are you talking about? I don't fucking know the the characters in the show. So um, the the guy with the big black mustache. Yeah, yeah uh, Ian McShane. Yeah, okay. uh, he, I listened to an interview with him. He's talking about a revival. Then they're actually talking about it now. But that was like six to eight months ago. So who knows? I really probably hope. not gonna happen. I hope it does, man. I mean, you know, because not for nothing. I mean, it was like it went. I think it went too long to begin with. Like it, it, it just started getting really fucking weird at the end, and then it was just over. Yeah, it seemed like HBO would at least be that smart to pick it up again and, and just finish it off, you know. But, With the amount of money all, they've made off of Game of Thrones and Westworld, or well, and their new hit show, and this is for real. I just found out before I got on the, on the call here with you. Uh, Watchmen, they're doing a Watchmen show. I don't know why. Uh, all I need is the movie. I don't need it to show. The movie was long enough. I mean, goddamn. If you watch the director's cut, it's like four and a half fucking hours. I did, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's all you need. I don't. I haven't even watched that one, honestly. The one with the cartoon in, inserted into it, I, I, didn't, I didn't bother. That's too much for me. I just remember that the, that blue guy with his giant hog killing the <laughs> Vietnam Damn right. Well, in the Vietnam scene, he had his little thong on. <laughs> it was the one scene they put a th- thong on the f- motherfucker. The rest of it, he's goddamn this blue swinging dong. Yep. A lot of, a lot of dong. <sighs> there was there was a lot of blue sausage. Yeah. And just the poor, poor animator that had to sit there and... <laughs> so how would a dick swing? They had, they had to get like four actors and like with comparable dick sizes. Like, well, I'm not believing that sway on that dick. So let's get some more... <laughs> Like, weird. It really is. Like, that guy had to go home and close his eyes at night, like, or tuck his children in at bed, kiss him goodnight, you know, hug his wife, lay down, and close his eyes. And just, like, a burning image of a blue cock swinging is just covers this. And he has to get up and be like, nope, going to hit the bottle again. It's not going away, honey. Sorry. <laughs> he wakes up sweating every night. Ah! <laughs> what's the, Honey, what's the matter? Blue. Cock. It's so blue. It's so swinging <laughs> to and fro, <laughs> slapping each thigh. Oh, right. God, each each cheek, smack smack. <laughs> smack 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 smack. Honey, it's not real. It's not real. There's a big hole in my roof. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think I know that? <laughs> I had to I had to animate him growing to fifty times his own size. I had. I had to enlarge that cock so huge. <laughs> I thought it was big enough. They said bigger. I went, what? No. They said, they said when he gets bigger, the cock grows even more than him. Hey, if I was Dr. Manhattan, I would. I would damn sure make make sure my, my hog was just pleasantly pump all the time. Does, do you think he feels pain? Uh, I doubt it. I mean, he was, he, he was, okay. he did, yeah, go ahead. He did fine in Mars on Mars. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. I, I assume he doesn't feel pain then. In which case, go ahead with the monster dong. If you do feel pain, I go ahead and just wear something or erase it if you can bring it back later. Yeah, it's just like, you know, I mean, she was smoking hot and he's like, he's too busy? What? Yeah, Mel and Ackerman have a huge crush on. Uh, he should have. I would gl- I would gladly step in there if he wants to. Stuntcock! <laughs> <laughs> Stuntcock! And then he pats me on the shoulder and goes, great show out there. <laughs> yeah, I know. The dude's all bloody and shit <laughs> yeah. going to the hospital again. <laughs> yeah. That was the other thing I liked in this episode. I guess we'll get back to it. I liked the stunt st- parts. That was <laughs> you almost said stunt cock. <laughs> I did. <laughs> it was real hard. Uh, yeah. Uh, what do you think? That about? was difficult not to say that. Stunt cocks. Uh, so blue. I like that part so of it. So big. Though, really. <laughs> He'd like go for a punch and then stump, <laughs> summon, and then he jumps out of the frame. And then the guy would step in there. The other actor would sit there frozen. He's on top of the damn bar. Start. <laughs> Gets Again, down. good luck to this editor because they only do the the wide shot. <laughs> That's all they did. How the fuck are you going to cut around that? I don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> and normally stuntmen, they're not facing the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's not like he's his twin. <laughs> but they did but look then, a lot alike. I got to give it to Rod for that one. Yeah, I, I do like the fact that we they clearly establish he is a stuntman. And every single, even like, I have to jump off a table. Stuntman! And then stuntman would jump in there and, and jump off the table. And then later on, when uh, Jesse James comes in, he's like, you're going to rewrite this. And he's going to throw you at that window. And then... He throws Rance McGrew, the actor, out the window. I'm like, where's your fucking stuntman? <laughs> like, it didn't have to actually be you. Yeah, I mean, it's only a ghost who's materialized into a real person all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, but, but if he could drive a car, he could probably really kill you, though. Boy, did we just jump right to the outro. <laughs> Fuck it, I don't care. All right, uh, I, outro. Um, I was going to say one more thing, but I forgot what it was. Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. I, had, I forgot it before you said that. Oh, yeah, this is the agent here. You sure you're all right? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. All right, now, let's get this shot now. Jesse's on the floor. You think he's unconscious. He tries to get you in the back. Somebody wants to talk to you, Mr. McGrew. He's about to shoot a scene. That's what I want to talk about around me. My agent. Look, I don't know what the chain of command is, so go... Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, this is what I meant to bring up from the very beginning. So, the director goes, time to shoot the death scene. All right, so Jesse's on the ground. You're going to turn around, and Jesse's going to shoot you in the back, which leads me to believe Rance McGrew's about to fucking die, right? You'd think. You'd think, because that's what they fucking said. And then Jesse James comes in here in a little bit, and he's like, he's going to throw out that window. And then he throws him out the window, and then he's, he's like laying on the ground. He's like, I have some plans for next week, too. Next week's episode, you're going to do I'm like, I thought he fucking died. It's a death scene. The director said it's a death scene. He shot Rance McGrew. Why the fuck is this series still going at this point with him in it? What is happening? Well, you know, he's he's going to get killed by everybody up in heaven, apparently. Is that what this TV show is? It's like a happy death day and every single episode he has to die? Is that what it is? I mean, uh, you know, shit fucking South Park did it for years. Worked for them. Yeah. 
that was a comedy series. This seems like a the most boring western ever. But hey, it was supposed to be a comedy. Supposed to be <laughs> another swing and a miss for Rod Serling in the comedies. Yeah, he hasn't made one good one yet. Then when uh, is it season three? I don't think he ever did. There was one fun one from earlier. I forgot which one it was, though. Um, Who fucking cares? Um, Another thing about the Jesse Jane when he comes in, there's so many flaws in this fucking episode. It drives me nuts. Did you notice when he comes in there and he's like, I'm the real Jesse James, not that sack of shit over there playing me or play acting me, as he says. And he goes over there and he's he's face to face with Rance McGrew. And he's like, you're the Hollywood actor guy, blah, blah, blah. And then it goes to commercial, which is fine. But then we cut back from commercial, and Rance is sitting in a in a chair with his head down, pulling his his hat over his eyes, like 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 he saw his ex girlfriend walk by, and he's like, "Oh, don't fucking see me! Don't fucking see me! I don't want to deal with this shit right now." And then and then it's like a reset, and Jesse James is like, "Hey, are you Rance for like basically what it felt like?" And he's like, "No, I'm not. I'm not him. I'm not the sheriff." No, nope. he's like, he pointed to the freaking door. Yeah, and I'm like. <laughs> Motherfucker, you were just staring face to face with him having a conversation. Why are you hiding your face at this point? What happened in this episode? Why is it? So, why is there so many flaws? Because it, it's a comedy that Rod tried to do. The problem is, it's not the comedic parts. It, it, it's not it, a yeah, problem the with the bits not working. It terrible. didn't make any sense. It's terrible. And this is the one that Rod chooses to do his intro on scene for? He does it in the next episode, too. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. I guess. To be fair, he wasn't on the set. He was outside standing against a convertible. But he was he's there. Gonna... Yeah. Uh, it wasn't a pit. It was like, whoosh, you didn't do that. You know? Yeah. There, there are some goddamn flaws in this episode. I, I just have some real problems with it. Yeah, it was, yeah, like like you like like you were mentioning that the you know that scene when they come back from commercial, it's like the the continuity's way off on this, uh, and he finally confirms it's him because he grabs his fake badge, and then he yeah. then he eggs him on and teases him and then calls him a pussy basically within a matter of like six words, like, <laughs> and they weren't even that. I mean, I guess if you were like a big tough guy and you're like, what? That doesn't get you riled up. Marshall, yeah. Like, you didn't really say anything. Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know where I'm at. I, I was in 1962 shooting a TV show. And now I'm in, looks like 1862 with with you, but you're dead. But And I, and I feel like I'm having a nervous breakdown. So I kind of really, I really don't really care what you're saying to me. <laughs> kind of got... A bigger fish to fry here right now. Uh, yeah, it's like I think I'm losing my mind. Exactly. Like uh, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. To be honest, Jesse, <laughs> I, I can't even roll a cigarette. I, my my brains are marshmallow more than my my wit is. So uh, he he pours a cigarette or he pours a tobacco into the paper, and it's like a comical amount because this is a comedy. <laughs> yeah. And then two and a half seconds later, he's smoking it, and I'm like, how the fuck did he get that? Again, they cut around it where he just has a cigarette rolled and, and, and tightly packed, and then he smokes it. Yeah. And he's so... Close that pouch with your mouth. <laughs> yeah. And then you take two drags, 
And then, yeah. and then you're like, all right, I'm done with this. Let me put it out in my hand because I'm not much of a badass. It's like it's not – It's you're not that big of a badass, man. You just – I mean, you only took two puffs out of it. How hot could it have gotten <laughs> by then? You didn't see the spot, the scene where he's, he's looking his hands to get it moist. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> full, of, full of water in there. Um, so when he, uh, there's a line in this I want to go over. Uh, Jesse James, you know, but the whole scene is he brings him outside. He's like, "We're gonna fucking have a duel," and then uh, he goes outside. He it, for no reason he inexplicably walks around the building and then comes back out. I don't know what that was. Yeah. Like they're setting the scene again. They're trying to do it like a movie, but the whole point of this is it's not a fucking movie or a TV show, whatever. It, it doesn't make any sense. None of this it makes any sense. It's so badly done. He, he, Jesse James comes out, walks around the building, and then right back out. And then Rance McGrew is kind of ducking behind something and eventually comes out and starts to run run away and walks into a wagon or something. And then uh, Jesse James draws his gun. Rance can't get his out. He does his little fumble thing. There's, luckily, there's no mirror to break. Uh, that'd be 21 years of bad luck. We don't want to go that far. He he can't draw his gun. And then Jesse James has the great line, this guy couldn't outdraw a crayon. And like, oh, that's, a, that's a good line. Wait, what? 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 That was a good one. I get line. that crayons, you could draw with crayons, but you don't. You couldn't. Yes, I, I guess it makes sense, right? It was so. It was so we oddly said that it did sort of make sense. Uh, yeah. Right away, but if you really think about it, it doesn't. But at the time, I was like, okay. Uh, Here's a, how about this? This guy couldn't draw the crayon. Makes more sense, right? It, it makes just as least amount of sense. Than, yeah. Yeah. And there was another one that's sort of like that. Uh, I think it was like one of the first scenes that uh, Rance McGrew actually shot. You know, and it's like, you guys know that I think you know, I know Jesse James, but you oh, yeah. know, Je- and I went, what the fuck? I, I was waiting for the actors to start laughing because he flubbed the line, but apparently that was the script because the script supervisor said nothing. And apparently this in the script, you need two other cowboys there to repeat the, each other. <laughs> so. I noticed that as well. Then one guy even goes, same here, or something like that. Ditto. Yeah, what he said. Yeah, I also uh, say that agree. In which of what he said, likewise. But that was the second time. The first time, it was literally word for word. Yes, it was. (laughs) It was so stupid. Again, what the fuck were they doing? I don't know, dude. Because shouldn't the point of this be? Okay, now I'm getting fucking mad. Shouldn't the point of this be? That they're doing a real production and Rance McGrew's fucking it up. But instead, it seems like they're doing a shitty production and Rance McGrew is just there as well. I guess you're as... I I mean, I guess... I I think at this point, they've just about had it with the guy and they're just, at this point, going through the motions. Just... but Yes, but with the script being this bad, it makes me think Rance McGrew's probably right. Because he's there with a shitty production, a shitty director, a shitty script. Why bother? And apparently, easily, 
easily changed by the actor. Okay. Hey, listen, I know that's what that says, (laughs) but this is how it's going to go. And and we're just going to change the whole dynamic, okay? Yeah. Okay, Rance. You mean... (laughs) You mean instead of you killing him uh, and some again, but not as crazy as the other times he's killed people like 800 foot drop onto the back of a horse. No. That would kill you and the horse. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's 800 feet to fall on anything. <laughs> It's, that's an 80-story building. That's an 80-story building. That is a fucking skyscraper falling off onto a living animal on its spine with your crotch and being like, yep, get up. We're moving on. Got to be going. Yo, I don't know if you've ever ridden a horse bareback, but it, it it's really painful on your nuts. But I've ridden a lot of things bareback, but never a horse. Oh, right on. Condoms suck. Anyway, um, <laughs> all those legitimate children, fuck them. Um, or illegitimate, or I don't know, whatever. Well, the legitimate children, I... I oh, yeah, they are. I yeah. shot them up there. <laughs> they were legitimately made. They weren't manufactured in any sort of way. They're not synthetic children. <laughs> I'm, as, I'm fertile as hell, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> when I shoot, I shoot to kill. So what you're mentioning is Jesse James comes up as his agent wearing a fucking Tommy Bahama shirt. If you ever wanted to see that combination, this is your fucking episode. Um, he's he's leaning against the car because that's where everyone leans in this episode. Uh, uh, fucking Ransom. I almost forgot his name. It's in the goddamn episode. It's not a name. That's why. Goes outside and Tommy's like, he's going to throw you through that window. And he go, he's like, oh, I don't want to do that. And he starts to grip his shoulder. And he's like, all right. And he goes in there and he's like, you can hear. You don't. I like the fact that you don't see it. You just hear it. That's one thing I liked. And he's 15 yeah. seconds it took for them to change their minds. And he Excellent. goes through the window. The director's like, so wait, you want me to change the script? And instead of your stunt co- or stunt double, uh, you yourself goes through the window. Yeah. I, yes. lo- I love it. Go. Yeah. It, we're going to do that right now. Action. We're not going to prepare at all. We're, we're, I don't even know if that's stunt glass. I'm just going to throw you through it. And who cares if we can see your convertible in the background through the window? <laughs> I don't fucking care. Who gives a shit about this show? That's really what happened right there. I know. You would see Jesse James wearing a Tommy Bahama shirt leaning against a convertible in the background of this fucking shot. Dude, God, it's terrible. And uh, I, I, But at this point, I was like, sure. Why not? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. And then he flies through the window, and he's just like, well, uh, one take, one take rants. I'm not even going to say goodbye to the director. I'm just going to get out and get in the convertible and drive away. <laughs> uh, apparent, well, yeah, it was a death scene. It was the end. And that's a wrap, everybody. He died of window. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, him and almost every other character in the Twilight Zone. <laughs> well, they all survive. Not really. Who who flew through a window that died? Everyone else that died off a balcony, <laughs> no glass. Um, I don't know. Everybody in that weird camera one died. Yeah, no, they didn't fall through a window though. They jumped off the balcony. No, they oh, went did the, the one guy went through the window? You're right. Yeah, okay. and then perchance to dream, he went through a window. Oh yeah, there's okay. a lot of window. Um, yeah, yeah, you got you got some precedents here. You're, you're right. You're yeah, right. Um, the other one with uh, with the uh, slot machine. 
went through a window. And I was thinking of the one where the Fidel Castro one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a balcony. I think he just threw himself off of the balcony, though, right? He didn't do a window. <laughs> well, a very tall balcony. Maybe. 80 stories. He landed on a horse, though. He was fine. <laughs> he was fine. What did he sound like when he went, when he went off the balcony? Ooh. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he... he uh, <laughs> He landed on the horse, and his ball shut up in his mouth, and he coughed him up like uh, Robin Hood in tights. Wasn't that Robin Hood in tights when he did that? <laughs> yeah, the two ball bearings. Come, oh, no. What, was it ball like, bearings, or were they, they like were, uh, chestnuts? They were, they were chestnuts, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Spit them out. Do we need to do a uh, <laughs> Robin Hood in tights review, dude? Fra- Friday night, way off topic radio, slash... That, that comes up way too often. I don't care about plugging my own show. Fuck you. <laughs> um, we talk about that movie a lot. I know. Like a, a strange amount. <laughs> when you were oh. away. I think about that constantly, the way you say it. <laughs> While you were away. <laughs> he does, I love the way he reads that line. Oh, my God. You grew tits. I mean, oh, my God. Your arms are gone. But you grew some great boobs. <laughs> Blinking over here. Oh, it's good to be home. <laughs> That's that might be my favorite scene. It's like joke after joke after joke. And they're not like the you know stupid slapstick jokes. It's like it's funny dialogue. It's like great back writing. And forth. Yeah, it's great writing. It is. Down. Oh. I love it. And good actors too. Good actors, great, great writing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I call a Carrie Elways or whatever the hell you pronounce his name a good actor. Yes, he is. I don't know about that. Come on, dude. Uh, hot, hot, hot. Uh, what was it? Hot shots? Yeah, hot shots with uh, Charlie Sheen. Yeah, he, he's he can be funny, but I've seen him in like serious stuff. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I I mean, he's great in those. Dumb comedies. I love them. Like, if you watch Saw, he's pain. He's more painful than the torture in the movie. That's how bad he is in the movie Saw. He was in Saw? Yeah. Like, he's one of two guys in Saw. I've never seen it. <laughs> I, I could say, okay, let's just say, I could see how you could have missed him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've honestly never seen any of them. <laughs> they're, uh, ever. They're, they're something. I saw them all. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, I sat down a couple days ago and I watched, not a couple days ago, a couple months ago, I should say, when my back thing was happening and I watched all eight Saw movies or however fucking many there are. I watched them all in like two or three days and they're just incomprehensible. Like I can't comprehend the fucking plots because they are just back and forth in time for no reason. And I'm like, I can't. What? Like Pulp Fiction, but without any no, continuity? No, not, not, the, not the specific scenes. The movies themselves is like a prequel, but you don't know it's a prequel to the very end. And then they it leads into the next into one of the previous movie, and you're like, what? But instead you're like, who's that? Because they weren't a memorable character. So I was like, oh, it's that guy. I had to look it up. And I'm like, it, you know your movies suck if I can't remember the character and I just watched the fucking movie. I was going to say, it wasn't a couple of months ago. It was like last month. <laughs> yeah, it was. No, I mean, when I was watching them in real time, I was like, ooh. <laughs> Who's well, that main character? Oh yeah, that guy. I was talking about your back thing. I mean, yeah. How how is your back, by the way? 
Super, super. Uh, so the shots are helping? Yeah. Good for you, buddy. Yeah, the money back's back from the twilight zone. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Should we finish that clip? I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't, yeah, I'll, I don't yeah. Care. Do we care? Uh, Stuncock. Can we just do a his, Rod's outro? Nope. Here. Can talk to him, find out what it is he wants, what it is you want, and what it is we can shoot. That's the that's the car. Rods. Comedy. You said anything and anything is the following. I'm gonna stick around from picture to picture to make sure you don't hurt no more feelings. Why would you have the horse right there? So the horse can laugh. When you're recording dialogue, why is the horse there? On his feet, knock you through that window and make his getaway. Is that understood? He knocked me, Rance McGrew, through a window? What's with it's a <laughs> window? <laughs> and uh, that leads right into the outro pretty much. So here here's that. I'm sorry. Here we go. The evolution of the so-called adult western and the metamorphosis yeah, of one Rance James McGrew, drive. formerly phony baloney, now upright citizen, with a preoccupation with all things involving tradition. It's the way the cookie crumbles and the six-gun shoots in the twilight zone. Rod gave up at the end. He was done. <laughs> it's the way the cookie crumbles or some shit like that. Anyway, twilight zone. We'll be back in two episodes with a good one, maybe. Because don't tune in next week. <laughs> uh, That's what he should have said. Yeah, yeah, really. I mean, it was just like, yeah, I, I phoned this one in, guys. <laughs> God, it's and uh, uh, I, I guess um, commercial. I, I don't have one. Maybe there's a commercial right here. I don't know. Wasn't that a great commercial? Maybe. Uh, I hope the check cleared. Or maybe I played it before. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, but 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 who's then, to say? Yeah. Well, uh, well, then after that commercial. And now, Mister Serling. For all of us, even the most young at heart, I suppose there's a little kernel of want having to do with reliving childhood. That grand and glorious moment in time when the biggest guy around is the patrol boy. Next week on The Twilight Zone, this moment is recaptured in George Clayton Johnson's exceptionally sensitive story called Kick the Can. It co-stars Ernest Truex and Mr. Russell Collins. What's the patrol boy? You hear me? They alone will give mellow richness and satisfactory mildness. Try Chesterfields and you'll discover... 21 great tobaccos make 20 wonderful smokes. I, I don't understand that at all. What did that mean? 21 great tobaccos make 20 great tobacco cigarettes? So they use 21 different types of tobacco in their cigarettes, and the t- cigarettes come 20 to a pack. It's convoluted as fuck because it's rod. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know 20 come in a pack. Trust me on that one. I'm... But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what else there is to get there. <laughs> why do you need 21 different types of tobacco? That's what Chesterfield does, because Chesterfield is the mark of quality. Go buy a fresh pack of Chesterfield cigarettes. Uh, tell them LAW set you. You'll get 50% off your cancer research. As long as they're filterless. <laughs> got to get those filters. You got to get those filterless. Oh, God, they're good. Uh, you want to get out of here? <laughs> I'm a menthol man myself. 
Ugh, I can't do that. What menthol? Uh, well, uh, half menthol, really. Uh, Marlboro Miles. It's a. It's a. Marlboro yeah, I don't mind those. Mar- I don't mind those ones. Yeah, it's a Marlboro Light and a Marlboro Menthol mixed together. Do you ever want to like know the experience of like freebasing anything? Go get those Camel Menthols, the <gasps> green ones, and then crush that little thing inside of that. Oh. It's like smoking a fucking mint. It uh, is. Uh, it is insanity. I don't understand why those exist. It's so strong. Like I, it feels like you're going to get diabetes because it feels like sugar. You're smoking pure mint and sugar. It is horrifying. Yeah, it's like smoking toothpaste. Yes, it, it really just is. And they might as well just fucking put Colgate on the goddamn thing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm Colgate the cigarette. Smoke me. Like, little animated toothpaste guy. <laughs> Instead of a, at the top, though, he's got, you know, a little smoke coming out of him. <laughs> Good God. It's horrifying how bad those are. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. They're called the Camel Crushes, I think. Camel Crush Menthol. Yep. Not men- not menthol silver. Those are like the light versions. Those aren't as extreme enough as that you need. I used to smoke parliament menthol a while back. I, I think it was just because of the recessed filter. It's such a stupid gimmick. Yeah, that's I don't understand that. No. And I was like, you know what? Enough with these parliaments or camels and newports and you know, I I was just like, fuck it. Just give me marbles. They just Tastes better. I'm sorry. <laughs> if they just do, oh. Everything else just they has to have a fucking gimmick, man. We we need to uh, not do this episode anymore. We need to be doing anything else. Well, um, um, we need to go. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, hey, hey. Next episode, though. What a it's a it's a apparently one of the top five in everybody's lists. I don't know why. I I would rather rewatch. Nah, I can't say that. I was gonna say I'd rather rewatch this rewatch this one than kick the can again. But ah. I think I'd rather watch kick the can again. To be honest, if I'm being fully honest. Yeah, because like the old man actually is kind of charming and shit, but just everything else about the episode is just bad. Just boring. Just boring. The fucking tattletale cock sucking old guy. So check out episode 95 of this fine program uh, for our Kick the Can. And, and speaking of which, let's kick this shit. Let's kick out Showdown Man's group, Rance McGrew. I can't say his fucking name. It's stupid. He's Irish, though, so I got to love him. That, that great McGrew name. Oh, and Jesse James is going to throw me through a window. That was Swedish. I know. <laughs> I can't do accents. <laughs> throw me through a window. So... I'm from Ireland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, my rod was way off, and that was even worse. Do an Irish rod, which sounds like a horrible sex act. <laughs> Do an Irish rod. <laughs> uh, 21. Uh, uh, Bob Dylan? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that was Bob Dylan. That's all it was. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And with that... Um, oh. Where can we find you, Frank? Other uh, than making horrible racist <laughs> at links on Twitter, reddragsradio.com for oh my good shoes. All his good shoes are over there. <laughs> yep, all my all my Reebok classics. 
Nice, nice. I'm, I have the uh, Adidas over at mine. LAWstudio.com, uh, uh, Loitering in Wonderland on YouTube, and then message us, Loitering in Wonderland at gmail.com. Send your hate mail. I, I got a, I was, uh, right before we got on, I also checked a iTunes review for LAW Movie Review, and it was a negative one. And this is how different and not, and, and how much you don't give a shit. It was negative, and the guy wrote something like, uh, this is a waste of time. And then his review says, my title says it all. Don't waste, uh, don't waste your time. And I was like, that's, that's great. I don't know. I thought it was fucking funny. <laughs> I mean, just putting title says my thoughts. And then says it again. Yes. Yeah. It, but <laughs> it, like, in case you don't, can't read the title. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, love it. And Let's get out of here. Oh, th- thanks for your download. I won. You lost. <laughs> and the review helps out anyway. I don't give a shit. Yeah, it doesn't really. bother me. Negative, positive Whatever. reviews are good on iTunes. Doesn't matter. He's probably right anyway. Anyway, uh, let's get out of here. Until next time. In the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. Choir. I'm, Choir. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I'm I'm Frank uh, Clementine. Links. Squeeze, squeeze.